0: The SJPN... The SGP and the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action boss
1: You have to be kidding me, that is impossible
0: Despite the botching of the ad read, this is the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Monday, he's Ryan McIntyre, I'm Rod Gomez, and that means that today we break down the week that was in the NFL Week 10. And what a week it was, Ryan, as we look back on the NFL games of the weekend and, of course, all the betting angles of it and what it meant to you, but Ryan, buddy, how did you do this weekend in what was probably one of the most topsy-turvy of all NFL weekends so far?
1: I did all right. Uh, I did well on the prop cast with uh, Moonoff on Friday. I filled in for you, so shout out to J-Mark for filling in for me last week, and crazy week number 10. It feels like every week is its own identity, I guess, in this NFL so far this year. Potential game of the year with Buffalo and Minnesota. But, uh, of course, everybody knows my voice, knows I'm looking forward to the big Monday night game with uh, Sean Steck and the Money Greens, Philadelphia Eagles tonight.
0: Ryan is always thrilled that we record so early in the day. That way he doesn't miss Monday night football. But to this week especially, he's uh, pretty stoked that he doesn't have to miss any part of this game whatsoever. Although, I don't know, Ryan, <laughs> maybe at the end of it you may not be saying the same thing.
1: Yeah, no, we shall see. So it might be one of those that you shut it down early. But I think, you know, it's an <laughs> NFC East battle. So the Eagles got to lose one of these games. Maybe it's
0: to the Heineke's tonight. Hey, listen, for what it's worth, man, you filling in for the prop cast, I, I think Munoff is going to have to uh, make me have some appointments over the next <laughs> several weeks because you brought him some very, very good luck last week.
1: Yeah, no doubt. He may, he may uh, ask you to just stay away for a little bit. Stay, stay away through the holidays. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, look. If he needs a little extra Christmas money, he needs a little, uh, little extra Christmas money. I get it. So, yeah, no uh, doubt. All right. So it was Week Ten in the NFL. Uh, obviously, we started on Thursday night. We still got one game to go. Where it is, Washington, as Ryan alluded to, taking on the Eagles at home in Philadelphia. Obviously, Eagles still undefeated. Washington sitting there at four and five. Washington right now plus eleven and a half underdogs this is such a tempting line Ryan I know that everybody thinks Philadelphia can stick folks away and they can but lest we forget this game came down to the wire last time when they met in week three so plus 11 and a half doesn't seem all that crazy
1: no and I mean it, it's a rivalry game so I, we saw Philadelphia struggle to cover the big number last week with Houston too so and, and the more and more they are undefeated in the hype machine with what's going to be their loss, you see all the graphics going out, who's going to hand the Eagles their first loss. We've seen this with these last undefeated teams. They play a little tight. So I expect a good game tonight. And if you wanted my betting pick, it would be my uh, Washington guys plus the 11. But I don't like betting my own team because I, I if they lose, I don't want to be pissed that I lost money on top of my team losing.
0: And you don't want to be kept out of the Baseball Hall of Fame, so uh, there's that going for you as well. (laughs) Uh, All right, so Week 10 began on Thursday night, as I said, in a game in which I don't even know if anybody was looking forward to it. It was the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina holding serve at home to improve to 3-7, and beating the Falcons 25-15. to Uh, Ryan, the the Falcons were two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game our streak of Atlanta covering is is done, my friend.
1: Yeah, no. Started six and zero. Now all of a sudden, losers are four in a row. ATS six and four overall. I think the teams have figured out Mariota. They stack the box, make him a passer, and then if you can get a lead on this team because of how limited they are in the passing game, then you can really get get an advantage on them. Uh, shout out to the Panthers though with PJ Walker. Uh, fi- winning another game, two and two now as a starter. So they've done a good job with the interim coach, Wilkes, as well. So uh, Dante Forum was awesome for him. So we'll see how these Panthers, if they continue to be feisty going forward.
0: The Houston Roughnecks will be back next season for the XFL. P.J. Walker would like to stay in the NFL, so I think he's doing a good job of making his case known. Uh, but again, I mean, this this is a situation in which Marcus Mariota, 19 of 30, 186 yards, two touchdowns, but an interception. But once again, he was the leading rusher. Three carries, 43 yards for Marcus Mariota. Just an absolute horrific day on offense. The poor Falcons. I mean, again, they, they were cover machines, but now they're just starting to wear, and and the shine is off of them. So I don't know going forward. The fact that they were two and a half point uh, favorites in this one said it all to you. Um, and I, you know, for Carolina going forward, this could be the sign that they won't be quite as miserable as they've been all season long. But I still don't foresee. A lot of great things. Also, shout out real quick to the to the comments. Uh, Shakir Cognito says, "I'd rather be out of baseball Hall of Fame than in it." Yeah, I don't blame you on that one. <laughs> Especially if it means you can bet on your own team in the process.
1: <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No. Uh, these Falcons, I, I they might be in fade territory for a little bit here until they can figure some things out and be more consistent offensively. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, the over-under on this one was set at 41, and that one uh, did not hit, as I can do quick math, and that's 40. So uh, <laughs> if you had the over on this one, you were highly disappointed by a single point. Unfortunately, it did not cover. All right. I'm, we're not going to waste any more time on the Panthers and or the Falcons. Uh, Falcons have now burned us f- far too many times to to want anything to do with them anymore. So let's move over to the game that, uh, look... I don't know if the announcers were paid to be uh, heaping praise on the German audience as much as they were, but I got to tell you, I am I was done. I, I get it, guys. It was an electric atmosphere. You don't have to keep beating me over the head with it uh, in Germany, but Seattle, Tampa Bay playing over there in Germany, and Germany had a, a NFL Europe team, so of course they know NFL football because they had the style over there. Anyways, sorry. Soapbox, I'm on it. Seattle, two-and-a-half point. Underdogs did not cover as Tampa Bay beat them 21-16. to 16. Ryan, you want to interject?
1: Oh, no, I was just uh, – my pen kind of slipped, oh. <laughs> so then I grabbed it. Yeah, no, I caught, I I caught it. I thought maybe I had today. the wrong
0: country. I don't know. I was like, wait, they were in Germany, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's my bad uh, for for throwing you off. But, yeah, no, I mean, uh, the Germany crowd was electric, and I, I my favorite part was them singing Country Roads being a West Virginia guy. So I started singing with the Germans – But uh, football wise, good win for Tom Brady and the crew get to five and five. I think they're going to win this division in the end and we'll see. They're probably going to be the last division seed in terms of division winners in the NFC, probably the fourth seed. They're getting better. Finally running the ball, which we've been yelling at them to for about a month now to establish a run to get Tom Brady, take a little pressure off. Uh, Rashad White, 22 carries for 105 for was okay as well outside of that awful uh, trickery play where he decided he was QB number two.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, just don't uh, put him back there in the backfield to throw the pass anymore. Tom Brady, look, I get that he slipped, but that was an ugly play already. I mean, I didn't know that that was even going to be successful, even if he didn't slip.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I didn't get the play call because they were running the ball right down Seattle's throats, and then they got cued. Honestly, it, it gave Seattle life, and I know Seattle lost, but this was another impressive game from Geno Smith through through the air um he they the Seahawks they they could easily just mailed it in hey we're six and three we're just gonna lose this one go to six and four and we'll we'll uh regroup when we get back to the states but they almost came all the way back if uh, Tampa Bay doesn't bleed out the clock at the end
0: you know for me being a, a Niners fan it was okay I, I don't mind seeing Seattle lose uh, especially given the outcome of the game on last night uh, for the Niners but yeah, by and large, this was a Seattle game that wasn't necessarily up to par, obviously, from what it was used to over the last few weeks. So, you know, like you said, they're going to have to regroup going back to the States. But for Tom Brady, I mean, look, for so much of this game, I just saw the, the look in his eyes still thinking to myself, did I make the right decision? Like, especially after that, that uh, interception in which he obviously didn't throw, but still... You know, I, just that guy's face constantly looks like he's second-guessing his life.
1: Hey, he is 2-0 since uh, the official divorce, so maybe that's when I uh, got the mojo going back in the right direction. It'll be interesting to see what the Bucks going forward. Uh, from here they go. I think they have their buy, And then, I mean, it's all about, I think we all agree that they're going to win the division, like I said a little bit ago. Yeah, they do have the bye. It's about peeking at the right time and, and putting together some more consistency because um, they still have a good defense, a lot a lot of pride in that organization, and they have a championship experience. So they get in the dance. We'll see what happens.
0: Well, he's got some of those receivers humming along too Godwin. Julio. Evans, Julio. I was just about to say Julio back in the yeah. mix now. So, I mean, maybe, maybe this is a, a good run that he's about to put together.
1: And you can't. Count Tom Brady out officially until he's finally done. As long as he's still playing, you can't officially count him out.
0: Yeah, unfortunately that is the case. And and even still, I mean, you can't count him out of the whole thing, to be honest with you. If he's still what you no know, doubt. the only time you can't count him out is when he's mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So you definitely can't do that either. Um we no do doubt. Have
1: a, hey, there, there you go. go. Our I,
0: question uh, I,
1: I love I love this uh YouTube feature where we can be interactive with the chat. So uh, I'm going to let you take this one, Rod, because this is your NFC West expertise. Shark uh, Quinn. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, um, but who do you guys think will win the NFC West? Rod, do you think your Niners catch the Seahawks ultimately, or what do you think?
0: Well, I tell you, as long as Jimmy doesn't know, does not throw another touchdown pass the rest of the season, we're winning every game. So uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that that's the key to success, and we'll we'll ride it all the way to the NFC Championship. But honestly, what's up, Justin? Uh, who I think is going to win the the West? I really do think this is the 49ers at this point. I know Seattle was on a Cinderella run for a little while, but uh, you you've got a powerhouse now brewing in San Francisco. So. I'm, I'm definitely really feeling the fact that they can make a good run for this. And to be honest with you, they just got to score more touchdowns. That's the, that's the one thing standing in their way of actually dominating the NFC West is touchdowns instead of uh, field goals.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's, that's, that's crazy that they always win whenever Jimmy G doesn't throw a touchdown. So, yeah, like you said, uh, hopefully he continues
0: not to throw and the defense continues to cook. I like that recipe because that means that they win. So give it to me all day long. All right, let's uh, close the chapter on that NFC West team. Let's move over, move over to an AFC West team in Kansas City. They continue their hot uh, record going and record accumulating at 7-2 and two now. They down the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-17 to 17, a lot closer than it needed to be, but still covering the spread uh, about plus 9.5 in some spots. There are books offering this at at minus six for Kansas City, which is obscene, but whatever. Uh, And so anyways, it doesn't matter what the spread was. uh, Kansas City covered whether it was nine and a half or whether it was minus six. uh, But Kansas City, like I said, approves to seven and two. Jacksonville now drops to three and seven, still jockeying for that first pick in the overall draft.
1: Yeah, no, this game was frustrating for me because I had Jacksonville uh, plus 10. I got it. I got it. The better of the number, I guess they say so. But, I mean, they should have covered this game. They missed multiple field goals. And then they have a touchdown wiped away because they have an illegal man downfield. Just uh, the Jaguars doing Jaguar things. Uh, for the for the Chiefs, all of a sudden you look up, the Bills drop a couple games, and those Kansas City Chiefs are right back in the one seed as of uh, through week number 10 in the AFC.
0: You know, for Trevor Lawrence, 29 completions, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that would normally be a pretty decent day for a quarterback. And, and for Trevor Lawrence, that's probably about the, the ceiling that you can expect more often than not. But still, that team does not have enough around him to be able to cash in on that. Travis Etienne, 11 carries, 45 yards not a great running day for the guy that really crowned himself as that number one running back after James Robinson left. Christian Kirk always remains uh, Lawrence's favorite uh, target. Nine catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns for for Kirk. So again, good things going on there. But what else do the Chiefs have? Honestly, or the I'm sorry, the Jaguars have. I know what the Chiefs have. What do the Jaguars yeah. have? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, the Jaguars, are. I mean, they're young. They're, I guess, feisty, but like they just f- continue to find ways to lose games. And uh, shout out to J-Mark. He says your mic is better now, so uh, I guess we had a little audio discrepancy. But uh, another question in the chat, are the Chiefs going to be the 1-C? seed? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to say the Bills still get it done. I, I know the Bills, they've lost two in a row, but we kind of saw them do this last year where it, it was about this point where they lost that last game to New England then they went on their run. I think the Chiefs get bored in the regular season with Mahomes because they're so good and they just they met they fuck around basically and they will drop a game or two. So because Buffalo went to Kansas City and has the tiebreakers, I think Buffalo ends up getting the one seed, but Buffalo's cornered themselves in now where they got to win out potentially to get to one seed.
0: Buffalo Boy, you got to tell you, you cor- they cornered themselves absolutely, and they did it to themselves yeah. too. And we'll talk about that when we get to their game. But um, as far as the Chiefs are concerned, you know, it's the Chiefs, man. You- we've seen this story play out where they'll they'll suck for a couple of games and then they'll yeah. just come back thundering uh, down the stretch. And, and you know, again, I-, I just feel like this is a-, a Kansas City Chiefs team that it's theirs to lose. So I feel like it- it'll be the Chiefs uh, winning out and, and-, and actually representing – the one seed is going to be between, I think, the Bills and the Chiefs, honestly, when it comes down to the, it. so
1: And that will be the AFC championship, we think. I mean, I know, like you said, they've lost some games, so we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, I still think those two are on the collision course. I mean, even with all the mistakes we saw when Buffalo needed a drive to get a field goal, it's just like that with Josh Allen, and we see that with Mahomes all the time. So I think both teams would be playing their best football come January.
0: Absolutely. And if you're going to need to, obviously, if they're going to meet each other in the championship. Uh, all right, we've got more games to break down, but we've got to pay some bills first. So let's step away. Speaking of bills, haha, uh, we're going to step away and we'll come back with the rest of the slate. But first, let me ask you, you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live, and get this: Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. I lost count. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips, and be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During that WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week are going to have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. You want great promos? You want odds, payouts? It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted, same-game parlays to live, in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. You ready to play? Sign up today. Get a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms you can just and conditions winbet.com must be 21 or older, present the play through. Winbet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, so let's continue on down the path of our games. And we'll move to the Houston Texans. Just, I mean, you want to talk about falling off a cliff. Houston Texans had such high hopes for the season with their new revamped offense, and now it just feels like this is the same old Houston Texans team, and they are sorely missing a a marquee quarterback. But they've got a fantastic running back, I will tell you that. But they do fall to the Giants uh, 24-16 in New York. Giants now 7-2. Houston won seven and one Houston failed to cover their five and a half point spread in the process. So, uh, I mean, I, am not even sure how much hashtag analysis we need to provide for this game. Other than the fact that Houston is going to be locked in that number one spot for the draft. If they continue down this road, whereas the giants, uh, we were talking a little bit offline about the Vikings and, and being suspect. How about this Giants team? I know what the company policy is on the New York Giants, and I know that Kramer would probably fire me if I disparage their name. <laughs> but I don't know, man. How solid is a seven and two record for the Giants?
1: Not very solid at all. I'll be the bad guy. Yeah, no. Uh, I I I truly do believe this Giants team is fraudulent. But they there's something said like the Vikings for finding ways to win all these close games, and who would have thought through Week Ten? Brian Dayball and the Giants have a better record than the Buffalo Bills where he came from. So, yeah, these Giants are finding ways to win, and they they got the Lions on deck, so potentially a chance to get to 8-2. and But then the schedule gets a little more difficult with two games against the Eagles. They got to play the Cowboys again. Uh, They got to play Washington again twice, or not again, but they got to play Washington twice where I think both those two teams are evenly matched. So we'll see if they can hang on and find a way to get in these playoffs. The headline, I think, with the Giants is how good Saquon Barkley is. Thirty-five carries for one hundred and fifty-two. He's back. He, he's having a great year. I'm happy for him.
0: I am so glad that I just talked myself into grabbing him and one of my teams. I just I was debating on whether or not I wanted to take him, or and I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to do it, and I'm glad because he won me the week uh, with that with that performance. So I was very very uh, excited. I'm Rod, well, I'm not rooting for the Eagles tonight.
1: <laughs> Don't... Hey, Jay, shout out to J Mark stirring the pot in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but no, for real. And that and that's really, I think, an encouraging thing for the Giants because we've seen this so many times that as Barkley goes, the Giants go as well. And with Barkley doing well again, then because Darius Slayton Cannot carry the team all by himself, uh, even though he had a great game this week where he had three catches for 95 yards and a touchdown, one, of course, being 95 yards, uh, that catch. But, you know, again, this is this has got to be a run-first team. And and I know that we love Daniel Jones, uh, but 13 of 17 for 197 and two touchdowns. That's more of a Trevor Lawrence line than anything, uh, than a, and even a great Daniel Jones line at that. Uh, but this did not hit the over, by the way. You got... Caught by the hook on this one. 40-and-a-half was the line. There was 40 points scored in this game.
1: Yeah, no. It, the, these two teams, this was an easy under, I think, for, for all of us. I mean, the Giants are going to play conservative, ball-control football, and the Texans are just bad. But you know what? I will give the Texans credit under Lovey Smith. They don't quit. So they're just not very good roster-wise, and they do have a bright spot, I think, in uh, rookie running back Damian Pierce.
0: Damian Pierce, I'm glad you brought him up because that was the next thing I was going to talk about. That guy is, for real, uh, 94 yards on the day uh, for Damian Pierce on 17 carries. He had a big chunk of a 44-yarder. Uh, did fumble, didn't find the end zone, unfortunately. Uh, that was the one drawback of the day for Damian Pierce. But I think, yeah, they definitely have a good salt. We talk about him every single week as far as the pedigree of, of Houston running backs, and he, I think he's another one in that line that Houston can hang their hat on now. All they need to do is surround him with some more talent so that he can uh, he not be the only offensive weapon on that team.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, and they'll address that in April. That's where this Texans team is. They will... I think the one game that they're going to circle, it's going to be the Deshaun Watson game. In a couple weeks, they're going to get up for that game. But other than that, I mean, they're in cruise control. They want the number one pick.
0: Yep. Who doesn't at this point? I think they need <laughs> they need a quarterback, and that's probably the best way to address it going forward. Uh, all right, yep. let's uh, talk about somebody else, I think, that needs a quarterback, and that is the New Orleans Saints. I know they have the red rocket, the red rifle, the red... Dragon, I don't know, whatever you want to call Andy Dalton, but he is not red hot at this point. He is just basically holding on to the reins before they decide it's done. Uh, New Orleans, three and seven now, as they fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers of all teams, 20 to 10. Uh, Kenny Pickett coming out victorious in this contest but it wasn't even him that got the job done to be honest with you uh, in this game Pittsburgh now three and six New Orleans three and seven uh, and Pittsburgh does, does cover their one and a half point underdog spread I don't even know how to break this game down short of the Saints there was so much excitement about them coming into this season and everything that they were going to accomplish. And their win totals were set pretty high. And, and you know, there's a lot of folks saying, oh, yeah, Saints are going to win the South. I mean, it's not like they're that far out, to be honest with you. But after a game like this, I don't know that those are well, <laughs> well-founded thoughts anymore.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I couldn't believe the Saints were favored early in the week. The Steelers were my lock of the week. So I, I felt great about this game from the beginning. Tom went great off a of bye. Uh, and we we see with the Steelers how good they are defensively when TJ Watt is in the lineup. so good to see him back. this Saints team is one of the more disappointing teams this year. I think we can all agree on that
0: uh, yeah I mean it's it's when you look at what they could and and you know Alvin Kamara is is such a huge name and yet week after week, we're not seeing him on the highlight reels like there's no just I, we were used to seeing him. Every week on Center, doing just fantastic things and and getting into the end zone and breaking off big runs. And tell me when the last time you've seen an Alvin Kamara highlight that makes you go, oh wow.
1: Uh not one that comes to my head. I mean, I guess he had the three touchdowns spurt against uh the Raiders. But other than that, he hasn't done anything all year. It's been it's just been a very puzzling team in new Orleans. And then you got to wonder what they're going to do with Dennis Allen going for it. Cause they, they were buyers in free agency. They thought they had a chance to win the division and dethrone the bucks. You said it; they're not out of it, but I mean, we got to start seeing some life like yesterday.
0: We, I mean, Tally it and for them. They, they still have a shot. We keep saying they still have a shot because they still kind of have a shot in the NFC South. Cause they're in a bad division. Yeah. They're in a terrible division. Uh, but you can't lose two teams that don't throw touchdown passes. You just, you can't do that, right? No,
1: no. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. I mean, it was, they never had a shot to win the game either. So I guess the Saints uh, going forward, I I just, I don't know if this is a team we can back, although I'm looking at their schedule on Sunday, they played the Rams. So if there is a get right spot, they found a team that's struggling worse than them coming in Sunday into the Superdome.
0: Indeed. Uh, all right, so the over-under on this one was set at 39 and a half. Don't even got don't even to tell you that that one didn't cash. So uh, Although it is funny, though, because if you look at it, both New Orleans and the, the Steelers were underdogs in this on some cases. New Orleans came in as plus one uh, on some books, whereas Pittsburgh was plus one and a half on other books. So even the books had no clue what the hell to do with this game. So... As a better, I don't know what you were able to do either. I hope hope you won whatever side of it you bet on.
1: Yeah, hopefully you took the Steelers. I hope
0: so. Um, All right, so let's move on to the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin, I know you're listening right now at this point on the live stream, so you might want to cover your ears as we go over this game. Heartbreaker in Chicago as the Detroit Lions come out with the one-point win over the Chicago Bears, covering their three-and-a-half-point underdog spread. Uh, Justin Fields did his damnedest, again, to take this Bears team into victory lane, uh, if I can coin a NASCAR phrase here, but uh, unfortunately did not come up with the win for the uh, the Bears, although the over hit on this for sure, as the line was set at about 50-and-a-half. So 61 points. Again, back of the napkin math means that overhit, but these lions, these these lions, these pesky lions, Ryan, they they do this to teams every other week or so, and just piss them off. And, and this was another in the line of that.
1: They finally won two games in a row under Dan Campbell, so shout out to those uh, lions. And it's the first road win in the Dan Campbell era. Disappointing loss for and gut wrenching loss for Chicago. Up multiple scores in the fourth quarter. They should have won this game couple turnovers by Fields. I know he was awesome on the ground, but a couple youth mistakes, I would say, but the, the bears offensively have found something and have an identity of running the football. So they are fun to watch. And I think uh, we just keep taking the overs with the Chicago bears. That's where we're at. That makes no sense. If you had said that a month ago,
0: no, given the fact that, you know, field still doesn't necessarily complete a ton of passes. In fact, he doesn't even put up a lot of passes, 20 attempts, 12 completions, two touchdowns i mean one interception gross but still those types of numbers are like what i I don't even get it and then of course on the ground killing it for the second week in a row 13 carries 147 yards did fields get uh one gigantic 67 yard scamper two touchdowns on the ground as well i mean look it's to me the chicago bears have what it takes to start winning games they just have to start winning games (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really if we're being no honest doubt.
1: yeah yeah no they i mean they, they gave this game away it was a chance for them to get back in the wild card race so they they got an uphill battle j mark and i were talking about it earlier they got uh they got the falcons next week so a potential get right spot again and then a favorable little stretch here so we'll see if the bears can continue to be feisty uh offensively
0: and, of course, J-Mark in the chat. By the way, those of you listening on the podcast later on in the day, if you want to watch this live, it is Mondays around 2.15 Eastern. Check your Twitter. Follow the, NAS- uh, the NFL Gambling Podcast for – I almost forgot. It's like when you call your significant other by the wrong name. I almost did that. Uh, the NFL Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That way you know exactly the second we go live. But you can also join the chat – with us as well but yes Justin bringing up the fact that uh Justin Fields sat in silence for 45 minutes in the locker room I mean you see it on his face every single week how you just he wears this game on his sleeve and it's got to be pressing on him that he has the opportunity to win games and his defense could not keep Detroit from scoring three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to pull this one out
1: yeah, no, it was a devastating blow, and then Chicago's defense has been inconsistent all year, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with these Bears going forward. I know J. Mark will be tuned in.
0: J. Mark will definitely be tuned in. Uh, all right, speaking of being tuned in, the Cleveland Browns fans were tuned in for their game against the Miami Dolphins. I I see so many people on social media right now throwing uh, just the Tua respect out there, and... and shaming anyone that does is disrespecting Tua at this point because Miami now seven and three 39 to 17 over the Cleveland Browns Cleveland was only three and a half point underdogs in this game which means Miami completely destroyed the Browns just absolutely destroyed the Browns 14 points in the first quarter second or 10 in the second then 16 in both the third I'm sorry. Seven points for Miami. I'm reading the total. <laughs> Ten points, 13 and nine for Miami is how that scoring broke down versus just seven in the first, nine in the second, thir- three in the third and fourth in the seven in the fourth for the Browns. You'd think I'd learn how to talk by now. But anyways, needless right. to say, it was all Miami all day.
1: Yeah, and uh, what Shark Quinn said in the chat the Dolphins have not lost a game. The two uh, has started this year. So that offense is rolling their dynamic with the running game, the San Francisco 49er running game with Mike McDaniel, bringing over the, the Niner running backs is mostard in uh Wilson. And then on top of it, you got Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle on the outside. They're hard to stop. And especially when they're playing down there in Miami on that fast turf or if they're in a dome. So this Miami team, I mean, they're in first place for a reason. They're really good offensively, and they're getting better defensively too.
0: It's sad that Mostert got Wally pipped by Jeff Wilson again, and 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 Mostert's not even hurt at this point. So I mean, he got Wally pipped without even the injury in it. They brought Jeff Wilson in, and Jeff Wilson's the shiny new penny. And they're like, oh, look at we got this. So Wilson, seventeen carries, one hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown on the day for Miami. Jalen Waddle once again outperforming Tyreek Hill. In the passing game, four catches, 66 yards for Waddle, the leading receiver for the uh, Dolphins. But, you know, Tua, 285 yards and three touchdowns, it's just it just seems to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty pedestrian for him at that point.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Tua has been great this year. And uh, I mean, it, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be right there in the playoff race. And we'll see if they can. Them and the Bills are now all of a sudden in a uh, division race, which I don't think any of us saw coming.
0: No, well, maybe the Dolphins did. Maybe, maybe their fans, maybe their moms the did, Yeah, maybe their wives. Maybe, maybe their relatives were were thinking that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of folks weren't giving them that credit. Although Cleveland, on the other hand, they are probably what we thought they were going to be. Uh, they are now at three and six. Brissett had them believing for just a minute, and then have promptly reminded us of why <laughs> he's been a journeyman his entire career. Two hundred twelve yards on twenty two completions with thirty five attempts and a touchdown. Nick Chubb. I mean, we love the guy, but 11 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown, plus he had a fumble. Not necessarily the kind of game you expect out of a guy like Nick Chubb. So there's a lot more questions than there are answers in Cleveland right now as they fall to three and six.
1: Yeah, no, Cleveland's going in the wrong direction. I know they're going to get Watson back, but we'll see what even condition he's in once he does come back. Chubb, I mean if Chubb doesn't run for 150 yards, it's hard for this Browns team to ever have the shot at winning anything.
0: Indeed. And and again, for for Chubb, you gotta give him more carries. Eleven carries is not enough. I mean, I get it that you know you were down 17 to 7 at the half, but you still gotta come back and give Chubb more carries. That's that's just the way it is, you know, and that's the way you're gonna have to win and keep Miami off the field as cliche as it is. You keep two off the field, he's not going to score on you.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's the blueprint.
0: Exactly. Um, Over-under on this one was 49, and Miami damn near got that all by themselves. So, obviously, if you were an over-better on this one, uh, you won. But, I mean, is this an over on Miami now? Just kind of a blanket over?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been really good offensively the last three weeks. I know they haven't played the top-notch defenses, but... Three straight overs playing uh, the Browns, Bears, and uh, Lions now.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's just stamp that blanket over for Miami. Uh, them and the Bears. Them and the Bears. How about these next two teams? Are we blanketing over either one of these, and that is the Minnesota Vikings, improving to eight and one over the Buffalo Bills, thirty three to thirty in Buffalo. Buffalo now six and two. Minnesota. Was sick. where they were six point underdogs heading into this game, and many thought that that number was too, uh, too low. Honestly, and should have been more. Uh, but for everybody out there, where's I don't have my Kirk Cousins drop about you like that, but I think <laughs> he absolutely loves it at this point. Kirk Cousins just fired up. I don't know that he probably didn't try to fly that plane home. Uh, after all of the the craziness that he had uh, on the last plane ride, I think he's gonna be doing it here too. So the questions are now, Ryan. One, is Minnesota for real? And two, should Buffalo be worried?
1: I think both. yes. uh, Buffalo has found ways to lose games over these last couple weeks or or three three of the games that they've lost all by a combined eight points. Similar to what happened last year, and then we see what happens when they get in the playoffs. They lose a tight game. We know they can blow teams out with Josh Allen, but he's still making boneheaded mistakes that, as good as he is, he should be beyond this with his experience now, but he continuously makes these mistakes. And then the Vikings, I mean, shout out to them, man. They continue to find ways to win. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it.
0: Well, they're doing it because they've got, fantastic playmakers like Dalvin Cook and like Justin Jefferson who could probably just jump up and grab a plane out of the how air one-handed. Oh, are you frozen? He's frozen. No, I I, oh. I said uh I
1: said I see yeah I I asked how good is he? Oh my no, god. He's
0: fantastic, but I you asked the question and you froze. I was like, "Wow, that's yeah. really good." Uh no, yeah. listen. So, how good is Justin Jefferson? I, there's just no I don't know that there is a word that is is good enough to describe how fantastic this guy is. Um, and yes, Justin, uh, predicting the Vikes to win the NFC North was a fantastic call. Uh, they, they feel like they're going to run away with this at this point. But uh, to, to get back to your question, Justin Jefferson is everything you would want out of a, a star-wide receiver. He's Odell Beckham at his peak. He's, you know, Randy Moss from back in the day, like, you know, he's got the Terrell Owens swagger as well. It's just there's so much goodness in Justin Jefferson that watching him week after week is just a pleasure.
1: Yeah, no, he's awesome. He, there's no other way to put it. No, they can't cover him. I mean, this game had a little bit of everything in terms of a goal line stand and then jet, a 4th and 18 conversion, then a fumbled for a touchdown, then Josh Allen leads him back down to tie it. Then Josh Allen gets picked off to end it. It had everything in this game, potential game of the year.
0: So full disclosure, uh, they get to the point where they have it at the one, right? And, uh, you know, the time they all they got to do is just kneel down and, 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 and get out of there, right? So I said, okay, well, let me click over to the next game because I just, I, this is it, right? I told my wife, I was like, all they're going to do is kneel it down. So I click over to the next game. It's a commercial. And I was like, ah, oh, screw them. No, I don't have Red Zone, by the way. Any of you guys out there that are saying, well, why don't you have Red Zone? Because uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I clicked over, and uh, um, and there was commercial break. So I was like, okay, well, fine. Well, I just click back over to the other game. Sure enough, as I click back to the other game, he takes the snap and fumbles it. And I was like, ho, And my wife goes, see, you were going to switch the channels, huh? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm glad I didn't, because then I caught the rest of that game in, out, so... Uh, I was in for, yeah, I was, a, I was a hell of a finish to that game.
1: No doubt. And that's why she's the better half. She's like, see, you, you were ready to bail it in. And she, she's like, get back to that game so you could see the game of the year.
0: Yeah, she definitely, <laughs> yeah, she knows better than I do. And that goes, that goes to every aspect of my life, kids. This is, this is why. Uh, but, yeah, all right, listen. So, we, we already, we've sung the praises of everybody. Kirk Cousins, 30 of 50, 50 pass attempts. You got Dalvin Cook in your backfield and you're still throwing the ball. 50 times how crazy is that you like that (laughs) i do i do but look that didn't stop dalvin from getting his right 14 carries 119 yards although he had 81 yards that one run was fantastic uh for dalvin cook most of his yards came off of that but even still what a beautiful just vintage dalvin cook run
1: yeah, no doubt. He's awesome. I, I love watching it. And this this Minnesota attack is tough to stop with those two wide receivers. Jefferson, of course, being the elite guy he is, and then Dalvin Cook on the ground.
0: Okay, but let's not forget about Stephon Diggs, uh, whereas he's the other guy in the room that made a fantastic catch last uh, yesterday. He made 12 catches overall and 16 targets, 128 yards for Stephon Diggs. I mean, he was very, very visibly frustrated at the end of that game, but... Uh, He still performed his ass off.
1: Well, it was a revenge game for him, but he's he was known for the great catch once upon a time in the Twin Tower City. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, shout out to Stephon Diggs,
0: him and Buffalo, they'll be all right. Yeah, oh no, they'll definitely be fine. Uh, Yeah, again, these guys six and three now. Minnesota eight and one. I mean, Minnesota, they just got a couple more games, I think, to 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 solidify their position. And, and then they can kind of cruise the rest of the way into the playoffs, even though I don't think they will. But there's something brewing over there in Minnesota. It's that that Norse cold that they love so much. Over-under on this one was 46 points. Smashed that one with 63 total. So, uh, again, maybe an auto over for both of these teams at this point as well. Um, all right, speaking of auto anything, I'm going to auto under both Denver and Tennessee for the rest of the mm-hmm. Of the season. Over-under on this one was 39. Uh, yes, as you see on there, Titans win 17-10. to 10, But it wasn't for a lack of them trying to lose, uh, honestly. Denver, two-and-a-half point underdogs in this one. Obviously, they did not cover. So, uh, yeah. I mean, look. Russell Wilson, he had 286 yards on the on the day. One touchdown. But this is not what Denver was hoping for when they got... Russell Wilson at all.
1: Yeah, no, I, I saw a stat today. If they just scored 18 points every single game this year, they'd be eight and one. So for the fact that they're three and six, show, tells you everything you need to know how bad Russell Wilson and that offense has been this year. And then Tennessee's another team. I don't know how they are, what they are in terms of six and three overall, but they continuously just win these close, ugly games under Mike Vrabel.
0: Well, and look, Derek Henry, 19 carries, 53 yards. Those are not Derrick Henry numbers, especially even against a team like the, the Broncos at all. But, you know, you look at the other side of the ball. Latavius Murray, the leading rusher for Denver. Nine carries, 24 yards. Almost half of that came off of his one 10-yard carry. I, I don't even know what's going on. Cortland Sutton, six catches, 66 yards as the leading receiver. There's, there's just nothing to hang your hat on on either one of these teams. And and to be honest with you, for Tennessee, they're 6-3, and three, like you said. They've got plans for the AFC South, but, man, how ugly is it still?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's very ugly. But they, they this is what they are. I mean, last year, it, it was always like they were kind of like the Minnesota Vikings this year where you didn't know how they were winning all these games. And the, and the Titans are going to win that division, but it'll be interesting to see once they do get to the playoffs, if they can advance this time around.
0: Well, they're going to, again, they're going to have to score more points if they want to keep yes. up with the chiefs and the bills. And you know, yep. any of those guys or the dolphins even at this point or the jets, if you want to even get, throw them in the mix, even though they took a week off. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy for them. So I, I don't know, but I still think auto unders for Denver and Tennessee are in order going forward. I don't know that anything else makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you there, Rod. Um uh,
0: all right. Let's move over to the Indianapolis Colts and the Las Vegas Raiders. I tell you what, Indianapolis comes out of this to hand uh Mr. Saturday his first win as an NFL coach. The the most improbable set of circumstances for Jeff Saturday to get tossed into the head coaching role. Name his quarterback recant that naming of the quarterback, put Matt Ryan back in, and all of a sudden walk away with a five-point win over the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas, thereby covering their four-and-a-half-point spread as underdogs. Um, I mean, look, I'm not saying that that Indianapolis is back. They are now four, five, and one. Las Vegas is two and seven. But something encouraging is that Jonathan Taylor is back. 22 carries, 147 yards, and a touchdown for a lot of people's first overall pick in fantasy drafts. But uh, Ryan, I mean, is this a sign of good things to come for Indy? You know,
1: what a weird game because nobody knew that Matt Ryan was starting. The game started and you just see Matt Ryan trotting out there and it's like, wait, what? I thought he was inactive. I thought he basically retired. And then, I mean, you got to give Saturday credit for taking over a Weird situation, I think we can all agree, that we've never seen before. Jim Mercer is an uh, interesting character, is a good way to describe it. Um, but I think the main headline is how disappointing these Las Vegas Raiders are. I know Derek Carr's breaking down in tears, but they they've been beyond disappointing this year.
0: Well, and look, I love to see the type of emotion out of players like that, because obviously, you know, we watch them and we want them to be the best that they can mm-hmm. be each and every week. And and if they're not feeling each loss or, or whatever, you know, or feeling bad performances, then that just says to me, they're there for a paycheck. Maybe I shouldn't care quite as much, but even yeah. still for a guy like Derek Carr, who you brought him his number one college weapon, right? You still have a fantastic running back in Josh Jacobs on that team. Darren Waller, you took away some defensive weapons from that squad, which kind of hindered them a little bit as well. But, you know, I, I'm not – I don't know the answers, obviously, because I'm not an NFL owner nor am I a head coach. But you got to think at some point uh, these Raiders have to figure something out because they've got pieces, right? They've got a bunch – I, I, I don't know who said it, but they got a bunch of dudes, right? they got a bunch of dudes. They just need to figure yep. out how to get those dudes all together on the same page to start winning games.
1: Yeah, no, they've been beyond disappointing and I it's kind of a lost season. We'll be interested to see if management decides actually to move on from uh Josh McDaniels just at the year number one because this has been a train wreck to say the least.
0: We've seen coaches fired for less. So I, I, yes. I wouldn't even necessarily be that surprised um, at all if that happens. So Vegas two and seven. I don't remember I don't remember what the win total was for them going into the uh into the season but i'm pretty sure i hammered the over on it and i'm pretty sure that bet is not going to cash by the end of it
1: yeah no it's like going to be eliminated by like late next week maybe
0: i was going to say we may not see uh them reach 3 or 4 so they yeah. may be in the in the running for the first overall pick in the draft as well before it's all said and done uh maybe again, they
1: need a quarterback
0: uh I don't know. I still think Derek Carr has it. I still think he does. He just needs, I don't know what he needs, to be honest with you. I mean, I I know that he needs something, right? I mean, it's like me in in elementary school and and, and high school, when all of my teachers kept saying, you have so much potential. You have so much potential. And and that meant, you know, basically that I wasn't doing well in school, which they were right, because... I didn't go, uh, but <laughs> but they kept telling me, you have so much potential. I, I feel like I feel want to sit Derek Carr down and say, you have so much potential. I don't know what's going on with you. Why? Uh, but yeah, it's like a frustrated parent saying, you need to play better. And I think he knows it too, obviously. We saw it happen and play out in his press conference. He feels that he should be playing better.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's It's beyond disappointing.
0: It is. Um, all right, let's move over to... Air- <laughs> I do have so much potential. Thank you, Sharkwine Cognito. Uh, all right, so let's move over to Arizona as they take down the Rams. It is the Arizona Cardinals 27, or was the Arizona Cardinals 27, the LA Rams 17. Cardinals came in as three-and-a-half-point underdogs but pulled out the win over the hated LA Rams. The defending Super Bowl... Uh, champion LA Rams, by the way, who now sit at three and six, whereas the Arizona Cardinals are only one game better at them at four and six. Hey, listen, I love to see carnage at the bottom of the NFC West because that just means that when the Niners uh, are now above the fracas, uh, I want them to stay that way. So I'm enjoying enjoying watching these two guys beat up on each other. But I think the headline of this is that Colt McCoy and John Wolford <laughs> battled it out <laughs> for this game. Oh my god, Ryan, A- am I watching an an AAF game or am I watching an NFL game?
1: Uh you watch something. I I don't know what to describe that. That was the worst game of the day. The, the you can gloat all you want on this one because the Rams are awful. I mean, they're they're that offense is atrocious, unbearable to watch. Like you said, John Wolford versus Colt McCoy. Who would have had that going into the year as a Week 10 matchup? And I think these Rams are on auto-fade until further notice.
0: I will auto-fade them even if they were winning all the games. I don't care. Beat L.A. Hashtag beat L.A. for us San Francisco fans out there. Uh, If you don't know, I'm wearing – I think I wore this last Monday. So my repertoire of of clothing, I guess, is being uh, called out and suspect. But, uh, yeah, definitely –
1: your Niners are 3-0 and against the L.A. team, so you are beating L.A. often.
0: It's, it's not a chant in San Francisco for nothing. That is our, <laughs> that is our lifeblood. So I, I like the Army, right, the Army Black Knights in football. We're beat Navy, hashtag beat Navy. Doesn't matter what beat happens. It, yep. Doesn't matter who we're playing. Doesn't matter what else is going on around It's hashtag beat Navy, right? Just like the San Francisco teams. Doesn't matter who we're playing. Anybody says beat L.A., we're all right there with them. So uh, thank you, Arizona for living up to the beat L.A. part of this. But you're right, Ryan. Cam Akers, six carries, 22 yards, leading this rushing attack. I won't even call it a rushing attack. Leading people that walk with the ball that didn't get it from a pass. Uh, And half of that came from a 10-yarder. So, I mean, horrible, horrible stuff.
1: Yeah, beyond horrible. And I mean, I, I, I don't even want to give the Cardinals that much credit. I, I know they did win this game, but they they still look shaky offensively as well. I know they had Colt McCoy, but it it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kyler Murray going forward because I don't know how banged up he really was. It sounded like it was more of a coach's decision.
0: I keep hearing the Call of Duty came out a couple of weeks ago, so I
1: don't know. Yeah, no, I hear that too. I don't know how I don't know how truthful that is, but hey, there might be something to it because i mean it's about this time every year where the cardinals cliff kingsbury kyler murray kind of tank a little bit
0: is was his fortnite updating is that was he just waiting for that to yeah. to finish updating and downloading for him is that is that what happened
1: we're, we're, i'm going to need some help on the chat cuz i'm not up to date on my fortnite or any of that stuff i i don't play any of those video games so i'll I'll depend on the dgens in the chat for that one
0: so you're saying you'd be a better quarterback than kyler murray right that's yeah. that's what we're saying <laughs>
1: I, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying that uh, maybe don't. He, yeah, I'm more qualified for 140 million from preparation standpoint.
0: <laughs> you watch more film that I can vouch for. I will totally vouch for that.
1: Yes. Now I don't have his ability clearly, so that's why I'm sitting here doing the show with you and not playing football for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know who was playing football for the Arizona Cardinals? James Conner. He's back. 21 carries, 69 yards, two touchdowns. A lot of a uh, lot of happy people that James Conner is is uh, in the fold again.
1: And uh, shout out to the chat. A fortnight is two weeks, Ryan. So hey, thank you for that clarity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you to the folks that are British all all, all there.
1: Uh, and J Mark, Fortnite is awesome. Per my five year old nephew, granted I enjoy it, but don't tell anybody. You made yeah, it public so, uh, buddy. May, may, maybe your nephew was playing one on one with Kyler Murray the other day
0: <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh the top receiver in this one deandre hopkins 10 catches 98 yards it's just deandre hopkins doing deandre hopkins things unfortunately he's on a team that doesn't necessarily uh have the same sort of talent that it did at one point um even though they won i'm still not necessarily all that in uh, thrilled about either one of these teams so um i don't care don't want to care We'll never bet on them winning, even if they play each other. I will just bet for both of them to lose. Uh, So, yeah. And then, of course, yes, Justin Mark adding in there that Cardinals did drop Eno Benjamin today. And Ertz, that's right, I saw that early this morning, is out. Season-ending injury. So I saw that. That's disappointing. You can drop him. Yep. Drop him if you have him, unfortunately. Uh, But that hampers that offense even more, to be honest with you. No doubt. So, yeah. All right, enough about those two losers. Let's move on to... um, And and listen, I say that because I am a loser, so I don't care. We know our kind, uh, folks. Everyone's like, oh, you can't play. No, you're right, I can't. (laughs) But I still can say that they're not good teams because I have eyes and I watch them play. Uh, All right, let's move on to Dallas and Green Bay. Woo, man, my daughter's thrilled. She is a Green Bay Packers fan. This This game was almost as thrilling... In the end, as the Minnesota and uh, Buffalo game, as Green Bay pulls out the win uh, 31 to 28 over the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers just limping along, three point, three and a half point underdogs to Dallas. Dallas now six and three, and Green Bay four and six. Over under on this one was 44, and obviously that went over. Um, But, you know, listen, we got what we asked for out of this game, and then some, yeah?
1: Yeah, no, this is a great game. And finally, a little bit of life from those cheeseheads in uh, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers finds Christian Watson three times. And then I've been saying it for about a month now. Green Bay, please run the football. Please run the football. And finally, yesterday, Aaron Jones, 24 carries for 138, five five and a half yards a carry. And they got A.J. Dillon going for 13 carries for 65 yards. I know J. Mark hates all this uh, Packers talk in the chat.
0: Yeah, he can't stand the Packers as a Bears fan. But the Packers were absolutely, uh, you, like you said, the life came, the life was in them at this point. Aaron Jones, man, look, the hashtag free Aaron Jones thing is a real thing. Like you said, 138 yards, 30 yards as a long run. Um, just really what we wanted to see out of Aaron Jones all season long. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe this means that Green Bay has a little more life heading into it now tasting another victory. I mean, look, they've got four of them on the year, but none of them have felt good. This had to have felt good against a team like the Cowboys who came in with, you know, Dak Prescott humming, Tony Pollard doing Tony Pollard things. They didn't even miss Zeke, to be honest with you. 22 carries for Pollard, 115 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb with 150 yards on 11 catches. Uh, Dak Prescott, three touchdown passes, did have those two interceptions, though. Very costly. Um, But, you know... I don't know if you're nervous being Dallas going forward. This was just a very, very uh, pinned-against-the-wall Packers team that needed this win to salvage anything good out of their season.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. This was a a final stand game uh, coming off the three losses on the road and the one with the Jets before that and then London to the uh, Giants. So five in a row, they needed a win in the worst way in Green Bay. They're 4-6. and And we'll see if they get right a little bit, kind of like Tampa Bay establishing the run. They got the Titans on deck on Thursday night, so uh, this was my dog. So I will uh, pat my pat my back here. I hit my dog for the day. So go pack, go.
0: Didn't I tease this one? I can't remember what my lock my lock was. San Francisco. My dog was uh, I believe it was Arizona. Actually, um, that was my dog. And then yes. I believe I teased Green Bay, didn't I?
1: You teased Minnesota, which you hit. Uh-huh. You teased Detroit, which you hit, and then New Orleans screwed you.
0: Yeah, New Orleans blew my my tease, uh, my perfect. It how was... do you?
1: Yeah, how do you lose to Pittsburgh by more than seven and a half? Pittsburgh can't even score.
0: I I don't know, my friend. That that was something that I'm going to have to have words with uh, all of New Orleans for that. It was Andy Dalton's fault. I'll just blame him. Yes. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game, the final game, the game that I love the most, and that was. San Francisco, hashtag beating LA, 22-16 to against the LA Chargers, the AFC version of those Chargers. Uh, The Chargers in some spots were 7.5-point underdogs. In others, 8.5. So if you had them at 8.5, you were happy. If you had them at 7.5, you wanted to jump off a cliff Uh, because it was, of course, an 8-point victory for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, we joked about it earlier about... Maybe not having Jimmy G throw a touchdown pass is the answer for the San Francisco 49ers. But here's one thing I want to address before any of that. There was a lot of crying, a lot of gnashing of teeth of why you sit Christian McCaffrey so much in that game. Guys, as a Niners fan, I've watched Elijah Mitchell do fantastic things on the field. Now that he's back, you have to work him back in. You can't leave him sitting there on the sidelines collecting dust. This is about the truest of 1A, 1B that you have at the running back position in this league right now because both of these guys are obviously one-alpha running backs. So why not get them back involved? You saw Elijah Mitchell bust off huge gains almost every time he touched the ball. McCaffrey had some good runs. He was stuffed a lot of times as well. So it's just a matter of you play to your strengths. And when you have two fantastic running backs, you use two fantastic running backs. This isn't like a two-quarterback system where if you have two quarterbacks, you have none, right? This is where you have two good running backs. You pump all of them. So, um, I don't know. It's just me. I know that there's a lot of people who are like, well, you never sit McCaffrey doing what you know. Look, if you got two great assets at running back, you play them both. And, And, of course, it played out in their favor. San Francisco ended up winning. Should they have handed Christian McCaffrey the ball at the one-yard line that one time? Yeah. Yeah, they should have, but they didn't. And that's neither here nor there. Uh, but go ahead and read the question there, Ryan.
1: Uh, yeah, this I'm going to let you, because this is uh, your team, Rod. What's Mitchell's value fantasy-wise moving forward?
0: Well, it's definitely hindered by the fact that McCaffrey's in there. So I would say that this, this probably relegates him to a flex, maybe a, a back-end RB2 type of a situation because I don't necessarily see him garnering uh, running back one all the time. Although, I mean, he had 18 carries for 89 yards. He did lead the, the team in rushing despite McCaffrey in there. But again, 8.9 yards in a PPR or 8.9 points in a PPR is not running back one. It's not even running back two. Like this is flex on a bye week uh, type number. So going forward, if he falls in the end zone, maybe he'll give you running back two value. But from now going forward, Uh, I'd I'd say you treat him as a high-end flex uh, and and with the upside of RB2. So uh, that's that's my recommendation.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you there, Rod. And I'll piggyback off your point of the two-running back system. I think people forget Christian McCaffrey has been extremely vulnerable to injuries over the years too, so if they can – I guess the term in the NBA or basketball term is load management, but they don't need to kill him right now. I mean, the Niners have bigger aspirations than just beating the Chargers on a Sunday night in week number 10. This team is built to hopefully win and get to February where they o- almost have won the Lombardi trophy two out of the last three years. So, And they're going to need him if they're going to do so.
0: And that was precisely it, too. I mean, this is why you don't give him the ball 40 times a game. You know, this is why you you preserve him for when you really, really need him. And when you've got a guy like Elijah Mitchell, why not? Like it doesn't no make doubt. any sense. Now if this was if this was uh Christian McCaffrey and, and maybe Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard, yeah, of course you give McCaffrey the ball four out of five times. But, you know, you got a guy like Elijah Mitchell, it's okay to spell him for a drive and, and to save Christian McCaffrey for later. It's it's not you know, it's not necessarily beat the guy up now that you have him. Use him when you can and then rest him more often than you, than you really think you need to. So, um, all right, for the Niners going forward, I have high hopes they're going to win every single game and win the Super Bowl as well. Uh, but for the Chargers, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they didn't look all that good against um, against the Niners. And, you know, Herbert, 196 yards and a touchdown. Eckler, 24 yards uh, rushing, eh, not good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I the Chargers hit him in the mouth early, and I was like, okay, we got a little live dog here with the Chargers being a touchdown underdog, but they they got to get their weapons back. They need Mike Williams back. They need Keenan Allen back, it, it's, and Herbert's banged up too as well. So they got to get their horses back, and they got Kansas City next week. So it, it'll be interesting to see what these Chargers going forward.
0: Last question before we move on to the look-aheads from our buddy Shark Quinn over there. Are the Chargers going to miss the playoffs? Eh, I don't think they will. I don't think they can. With the expanded playoffs being what it is, I I think they're going to do just enough to get into the playoffs. Advancing, that's another story, though.
1: It's going to be hard for them to get there, though, because you look at it with uh, three wild-card spots you're looking at, that AFC East is a juggernaut right now with – Buffalo being a wild card, I guess, as of now, and Miami. So, like, one of those two is obviously a wild card. I think we all agree both those teams are going to be playoff bound. New England, you can never count them out with Bill Belichick and, and that pedigree. And then the Jets, I, I know the Jets are the Jets, but they're feisty, and then you got to worry about the Bengals as well. Um, I think it comes down to the wire. I could see them missing the playoffs, and I, but I will guarantee this. If they do miss the playoffs, Brandon Staley is fired the next day. Oh, absolutely.
0: There's no question yes. about it. Yep. that that's Heads are going to roll. Um, all right. Let's move on yep. to, oh, no, you're fine. Football Outsiders gives them a 44% chance to make it, and then 538 gives them a 40% chance as well. So uh, the experts not, look, not loving the chances for the Chargers to make the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, they got a lot of work to do at this point, to be honest with you. The other AFC teams looked a lot more... Uh, convincing in their, the top ones at least, in their games uh, than did the Chargers. So, all right, let's uh, step away. When we come back, we're going to give you some Week 12 look-ahead lines. We're looking way past Week 11. We're looking to Week 12 for our look-aheads, and we'll recap how we did in the ones from last week as well. Some good stuff, but before we do... I want to tell you right now get your holiday shopping done early like right now like well okay wait till you finish this but then right after get your holiday shopping done at the SGPN merch store the SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the dj in your life we already told you a couple of weeks ago there is a fantastic fantastic holiday sweater from the SGPN it says let it ride it's got the sgp it's like it's not an ugly sweater. I can't call it an ugly sweater. You can wear it to an ugly sweater party, but just let them know that this is not an ugly sweater. It's an amazing D-Gen sweater. It's from the SGPN. It says, let it ride. It is our company motto, and it's fun to wear around. Also, make sure you get all your NFL gambling podcast stuff or or maybe some NASCAR gambling stuff or some F1 gambling stuff. And then uh, I got to tell them about the shirt that says, ask me about my... <laughs> like, oh, my God uh i love live chats in live reads all right listen let's just make sure you get your shopping done at the merch store plus from now until thanksgiving get 10 percent off when you use the promo code dallas sucks it is the company motto other than let it ride uh that's sport at store dot promo code dallas sucks all one word uh dallas sucks huh <laughs>
1: That's a great promo. You know, I get it. I smile every time I hear that because, yes, Dallas sucks. Dallas sucks. Dallas sucks. Um, it's a company motto here.
0: Speaking of Dallas sucks, we're taking a look ahead at some of the Week 12 lines. If you're curious as to where you can find these lines, everybody every week asks me, Rod, where do you find these lines? Where do you find them so far ahead? Well, I find them on oddstrader.com. And, of course, you can find which book they are being offered at, At the time of my reading, Uh, normally there's a a few good lines that are already out and we jump ahead of them. But Ryan, how do we do in our our week? uh, Me and Justin, actually, in our last show, how do we do?
1: I did, and I had to listen to your guys' episode to get the number. so shout-out to you guys for getting the better of the numbers. The Tennessee Titans, you guys gave out plus 4.5 um, on Thursday Night Football at Lambeau. It's down to 3, so you got a point-and-a-half of value there. You gave out the Jets plus 6.5 down to 3 in New England, so over a field goal of value. Your biggest hit was the Eagles were three-point underdogs somehow. To uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they're favored by eight, so more than ten points of value. The Browns stayed the same, nine to nine in Buffalo, but in fairness to you guys, you guys handicapped it as we we think Josh Allen might miss time, so that was why you elected to go with the Browns. So not a bad, you didn't lose any value. So um, and then the uh, last but not least, the Dallas Cowboys sucks promo. You guys gave out Dallas uh, as a pick em. they're favored by one, so a little bit of value there. So. Overall, another a uh, successful look-ahead line segment.
0: Still time for those to move as well, so we got uh, a little bit of time to yes, jump sir. on those before they do. Uh, so, all right, Ryan, what are you eyeballing as one of your first look-aheads?
1: I'm going to go to uh, the Thanksgiving game. Uh, I'm seeing Buffalo minus 9.5 in Detroit. Um, that thing's going to be close to two touchdowns when we uh, are all eating our Thanksgiving turkeys come uh November, what, the 24th here in a 10 days. So go grab the Bills right now, minus the 9.5 at Week 12 on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, it's there's just no way on God's green earth that that line's going to stay put where it is. So grab it now while you can. Um, all right, I'm going to go with another Thanksgiving Day game, and that's New England and Minnesota. They've got the Patriots as two-point underdogs here. After what we saw this week, I'm surprised that line hasn't moved already. So I got to think that by the time uh, Thanksgiving rolls around, you're going to see this jump up to at least seven, if not eight points as an underdog for, I, and I get it. I get that new England is, is a better team than most, but Minnesota just beat the bills and there's no way that this is going to stay at two and a half.
1: I got you down. Yep. My Vikings are minus a two and a half. I agree. It'll be definitely North of a field goal. Probably around that touchdown mark. Absolutely.
0: Um, all right. Hit us with another one there, Ryan.
1: Oh, uh, this this one's easy. Uh, go get this literally right now. Kansas City is only favored by two and a half at Arrowhead against the L.A. Rams, who have potentially the worst offense in the NFL.
0: Oh, oh really, though? <laughs> yes. Sometimes I wonder what these early line makers are doing. They're probably just throwing it out. there, like, oh, hey, let's see. Uh, let's uh, Maybe yes. Maybe this is a field goal game. Sure. That's what I'm feeling. Uh-huh. Um, all right, speaking of a field goal game, how about Carolina and Denver? Right now, Denver is three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Carolina Panthers. This is going to move down. Carolina is not going to be three-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, going forward about a week. I I've, I have a feeling that if they don't switch, because especially depends on how they do this this coming week, right? If Carolina wins again and Denver loses again, then I think Carolina comes in as the favorite. This may even flip to the point where Carolina is favored in this game, but I don't see this staying at three and a half as an underdog for Carolina uh, much longer.
1: No doubt. I'm with you on that one. And I know you're going to co-sign me on this last one of mine. I got the Niners minus the four against the Saints in the Bay Area. That thing's going to be north of a touchdown. We just saw him last night as minus seven and a half against the LA Chargers. The Chargers are better than the Saints. So go grab that right now before it gets north of a touchdown.
0: Well, I agree with you on that one because it's San Francisco, man, and they're going to kill the the Saints, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Um, all right, I'm going to wrap things up with the Philly and Green Bay game. Right now, it's a pick across the board. I, I understand. I understand that Green Bay just beat Dallas. I get it, but I, I still don't think this is going to stay a pick very long. And, in fact, I feel like after tonight – sorry, Ryan – uh, that Philly is going to end up being favorites in this game. Win or lose, honestly, to be honest with you. And, and again, they still have another week to kind of solidify that in week 11. But uh, I, I feel like Philly is going to come into this favorite. So grabbing Green Bay and Philly as a pick them right now is, is a good pick.
1: Yeah, no, the Eagles will need a get-right spot after they come off their first loss tonight.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one as well. I'll give you that one as well. They'll come out and they'll thump in week 11 after getting beat and uh, handed their first loss in week 10.
1: Yeah, well, I'm definitely getting fired
0: after the show for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice knowing you, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Definitely, uh, you know. Uh, all right, read back what we what we picked for everybody out there so they can get on, in on this now.
1: Yes, sir. So rapid fire, go grab the Bills minus the 9.5 at Detroit. Go grab the Vikings minus 2.5 at home Thanksgiving night against uh, the Patriots. Go grab the Chiefs minus two and a half at home against the Rams. Go grab the Panthers plus three and a half at home against the Broncos. Go grab Rod's 49ers minus a four against. Um, what am I drawing a play? Oh, the Saints. Yes, and then go grab the Eagles and a pick them on Sunday Night Football against the Aaron Rodgers
0: Packers. Indeed, love all of that, man. Um, that's my favorite part. I, I mean, I love recapping action. I love doing that. I, I love. I love when my microphone continues to go out the way it does. <laughs> Jesus Christ, live TV. Um, all right, yes, I love that part of the show because I love being able to give folks value and to uh, to be able to just uh, have fun looking ahead.
1: No doubt. And then, uh, yes, thank you, J. Mark. Another good show for us. Uh, yeah, no, I love the look-ahead segment uh, for everybody. I've... I've like you, like I used to look at it, but I never really studied it until we started doing this segment on this Monday show. And it's been very profitable unit-wise for everybody, I think.
0: Yep, yep. We're all about unit management. We don't tell you what units to put down on games, but we very much love you uh, to, to actually know how to manage them. And if we're giving you free units here and there, um, why not, right? No doubt. Uh, all right, Ryan, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media?
1: Yeah, for everybody watching on YouTube live right now, you can find me on Twitter at moneyline underscore Mac. And I'm in the Discord as well. Hit me up anytime. I am all over the college basketball experience. It's college basketball season. We do a show every night, uh, seven days a week. Uh, the Danta base, Colby, uh, Danton, and I. So come check us out. So we're there every single night. And uh, I just saw some other pods. Uh, the World Cup is coming. So we just dropped the World Cup pod. Go check out the NBA gambling podcast as well. The college football experience, college football's wrapping up. And then go check out all Rod's work as well. So Rod, tell everybody where to find yourself.
0: I will. And he'll be soon to be uh, replacing me on the PropCast. So be on the lookout for that. I'm no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find me all over this network. The NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, the CFL Gambling Podcast, the PropCast, and so much more. Again, just download the app subscribe to all of them you'll hear my voice at some point uh, find the link in my twitter bio to everything i got going on as well whether it's Sportsbook review whether it's in between media whether it's here all right everybody good show good to see you all again uh, we'll see you next monday for another week 11 breakdown and then a week 13 look ahead but until then everybody enjoy your football and let it ride